love that video. I love Roland. But, man, I want to go to that that student night. Don't y'all? I mean, that sounds good. Good gracious, man. Hey, good morning, church. Y'all doing okay? Everybody good? Amen. All right. Hey, if you're joining us online, welcome. And uh, we're so glad you guys are here today. And uh, I was sharing with the first service uh, this weekend. You know, obviously, it's Memorial Day weekend. And hopefully, you, you know what that's about. And uh, so uh, this weekend, I've been watching uh, some of the... Uh, the things on History Channel, we're talking about, you know, different wars and stuff like that. And, and hopefully, moms and dads, let me just say this to you. I think it would be good for you to maybe encourage your kids or have them sit down and watch some of those and let them be reminded of the price for our freedom. You know, that uh, there's been so many lives that were laid down and so many brave young men and women that, uh, that literally paid the ultimate price. And so, you know, but it's not just a barbecue weekend. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's more than that. It's a time to remember and, uh, and to be thankful for the price that was paid for our freedom here in America, and uh, and so the, just the fact we get to gather and do what we do, you know that some people put everything on the line for that, and they uh, they paid the ultimate sacrifice. So take some time this week to teach your kids that. That's on you. That's on you, mom, dad, grandparents. I mean, that's your job to teach them to help them understand that. So today we continue in our series, anxious about nothing, and uh, today we're talking about the releasing worry. You know, you know, last week we talked about letting go and letting God, and so I want us to kind of revisit a little bit of what we covered last week. But, but just releasing worry. You know, uh, anxiety is one of those things that, man, it can just take over a person. And, um, and what, if, you, if you're here today or you're watching online and you're one of those who, you go, man, I, I've been anxious. Uh, you know, I've been, this has uh, been an anxious week or I'm battling anxiety. You know, all that does just says that you're human. You know, I mean, that's who you are. I mean, you're, you battle one of the things that we all battle at some point. And, and, but the thing is, we cannot let it win and uh, we don't want to let it win. And so in First Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So that's an incredible scripture to claim is cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God cares about us, right? He cares about the details of our life. And he cares if we're anxious. He cares if we're worried or fretting over things. And, and he's telling us, hey, man, don't do that. And so Peter is talking to the elders there. And he's talking to some of the young men. And he's talking about some of the things that can come against us and can kind of get, you know, can seem looming. And he said, hey, listen, man, cast all your anxiety. All your worry, all your fretting, all your stress, cast that on, on Jesus. He can handle it. And, and so it's a great reminder for us today. Hey, you know what? We need to cast our cares, cast, cast our anxiety on God, on Jesus can handle that. And so I want us to kind of unpack a little bit of what we hit last week. But anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness. So it's a, it's a feeling that can overtake us, you know, and it's one of those things that can creep in and really begin to rob us of life. It'll rob us of the abundant life that Jesus wants us to experience. And too often what we do is we, we get okay with holding on to that. And, uh, and God does not want us to have this perpetual existence of that in our life. He wants us to be able to walk in peace. He wants us to be able to be comforted. He wants us to be able to trust Him. And, and so oftentimes what we do is we, we, we battle anxiety and we don't win the battle. We end up losing and all of a sudden it takes us captive. And so that's what God does not want us doing. I mean, anxiety is just part, like I said, it's part of being human. We're going to deal with that. It's going to come up. And it's a very real thing. It's, it's a physical thing. You know, it's an it's a, it's emotional thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a, it's a relational thing. All those things can come into play when we deal with anxiety. And so there may be some of you in here today that maybe are maybe watching online that you have to take medicine to help with that. That's okay. God gives us medicine to heal us, and sometimes He chooses that path. We do that. It's kind of like someone who's a diabetic needs insulin. You know, you work in that way. Maybe your serotonin is low and you need to take some medicine to help you keep your chemicals balanced. That's fine. I mean, God can do whatever He wants to do. He gives us those good gifts, right? But anxiety is a feeling of fear, dread, and uneasiness that oftentimes can rule our life. And that is exactly what God does not want. 
Many of you may have uh, wrestled with anxiety this week. And, and this week, with everything that happened in Uvalde, Texas, you know, it was all over the news. And you know, maybe you were more anxious than you normally are. Maybe there was that anxiety. Whenever you first heard, you know, you thought about, hey, where are my kids? And all of a sudden, the anxiety, bam, it ramped up. And, all, you know, and you were there. And, and so you wrestled maybe this week with that. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it's just the economy. You know, maybe for you, you, you know, you, you look at the economy, the stock market, and you're freaking out, you know, and, and you know, you're going, man, I, I just don't know how we're going to make it. I don't know, you know, you know, God, where are you? And you're, you're, you're wigging out over those things. And, you know, I've, I've said I wasn't going to look at, you know, anything that I've got in retirement. And I've got a little bit in retirement. It's not a lot, but it's, it's something there. So I looked at it this morning just to see. It's like down 15%. I'm like, you know what? Hey, man, it's, it's, it is what it is, right? And so you just go, you know what? That's, that's what it is. I can't change it. I don't have any control over it. Neither do you, right? And I know that we worry about the future oftentimes because we can't control it, and it's a control issue. And so we just got to be able to say, you know what, God, I trust you. I, I can't control it. God, you control it. You're over all things. You can handle all things. And so, God, my, my, my faith is not in me or anybody in the stock market. If you put your faith in the stock market, you've got issues anyway. You know what I'm saying? And so you've got to be willing to say, hey, listen, God, I trust you. And so my trust is in you. And so there could be lots of things that have, have crept in this week and caused you to be anxious. Maybe it's kids, you know, it's graduation and you're going, hey, what are my kids going to do now? And, or maybe you're going, hey, listen, they're, they're not in school now. What am I going to do with my kids all summer? What are, and you start wigging out and freaking out about stuff. And you've got to go, God, I'm trusting you. God, I'm, I'm asking you just to kind of give me some direction this week. Jesus was anxious in the garden. I mentioned this last week. You know, for us to be followers of Christ... If that's what you are, hopefully you're a follower of Christ. Not just a, you know, just not you're not just somebody that's attending church. You're not just religious, but you're going. You know what? I mean, I want to follow Jesus. I want to live like Jesus. I want to I want to respond like Jesus. I want to do what Jesus did. Well, if we go back to the garden, you know, before Jesus going to the cross, he's literally in, in a state of anxiety. It's building up. You know, he's he's sweating drops of blood. And, you know, and so he was there. But here's the thing: is he released that to the Father? Father, not my will, but your will be done. And so whenever he released that, he had that supernatural, supernatural peace that only comes from God. And then he kept moving towards the cross. Nothing would deter him. You know, even the beatings, the scourgings, nothing was going to stop him from going to the cross to pay for your sins and my sins, to literally wash us clean in the, in the crimson blood of Jesus. And so he, nothing would hold him back, but he had this peace. You know what? You know, Father, I trust your plan. I trust your will. And if we're followers of Christ then we've got to be willing to do what he, he did whenever he released that. He let that go. He said, Father, I trust you. You know, can this cup pass? But if you say no, then you know what? Then I'm walking this path. And he trusts him. So Jesus gives us a great model to follow. And so, again, we're not to be in a perpetual state of anxiousness. There may be moments that happen, you know, that you become anxious. You're driving down the road and a car pulls out in front of you. Woo! You know, and all of a sudden your heart's beating out of your chest or whatever. You know, or something scares you and there's an anxious moment. But you don't live there. And you don't camp out there, but you have, to, you have to make some choices and you have to choose to focus on some different things. And so let's look back up to a passage we read last week. And this is out of Matthew chapter 6, again, a Sermon on the Mount. And again, Jesus has just said before this, we're not going to unpack that passage, but right before this, he had talked about being focused on the things of God, the kingdom of God. And, and he tells us, hey, listen, these are the most important things. Focus on that which is eternal. And too often what we do is when we, fo- when we don't focus on those things, we focus on this temporal stuff that is here today and gone tomorrow, or it's very chaotic, it's all over the place, like a stock market or whatever. And we go, you know what, man, we are focused on the wrong things. And so Jesus is, is telling us, that is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life. 
whether you have enough food or, and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And he said, hey, listen, this is Jesus saying, hey, listen, guys, don't worry. And if we're followers of his teaching, then what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to not worry about these details like this that we often become consumed with. And we've got to be willing to say, God, I trust you. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Now, think about it. We are created in the image of God, and we're created to literally carry out his message, take his mission to the world. That's what we do with the gospel, right? He said, hey, listen, I'm entrusting you, church. I'm, I'm giving you this message of hope to take to, the, to every corner of the earth. And I literally want you to share the gospel. And I want you to serve people. And I want you to do everything you can to let them know how much I love them. That's what we've been commissioned to do. So he trusts us. And so God puts a lot more value on us than he does a bird. Now, there may be bird lovers in the room that go, you know, I don't know about that. I can just tell you that God cares more about us than he does about a bird or about a flower. Even though they're beautiful and they're his creation, but I'm just telling you, he created us in his image. And he has a plan and a purpose for our life. And he wants to use us to literally bless others and be an encouragement to the people around us. And so we've got to put a value on who we are. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Jesus asked that question. The answer is no. He knows what the answer is. No, it doesn't add a single moment to your life. And what we do is we worry about things. And what it does, it takes moments away from your life. Because what we do is we stress over things, right? And stress is one of the worst things for your body. The more that you stress over stuff, physiologically, it literally begins to wear and takes minutes off your life. And so what God is saying through Jesus right here, the son, he said, hey, listen, listen, don't think that that's going to change how long you live worrying about it. And so he's saying, hey, let it go. Don't worry about that stuff. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? No, not at all. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory has, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And, and what he's saying, hey, listen, man, you're worrying about stuff that you don't need to worry about. And you're focused on the wrong things. You're not focused on the kingdom. You're not focused on eternal things. You're not so focused on you know, where a person's uh, going to spend eternity. You're focused on the wrong things, stuff that is temporal. I mean, fads change. You know, we worry about clothes. I mean, fads change. Clothes change. And we give so much away to, you know, to thrift stores and stuff like that. And then we go buy it from what other people have given away at thrift stores. Because, you know, we want to get all that, right? And, and so we've got to be able to say, you know, God, help me not be focused on stuff. But be focused on the kingdom of God. Those things that matter the most. And, and so we've got to be able to say, God, I, I trust you. I, I lean into you. So don't worry and, and about all those things. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. So why do you have so little faith? So why is it that we, that we don't trust God more? Why is it that we, we don't lean into Him when we're going through things? We try to figure it out, right? And so worry is one of those things that, man, you can't fix your past. You know, if you're wor- you, worry is not going to fix your past. It's not going to control your future. All it's going to do is it's going to mess up today. That's what worry does. It ruins today. And so what we do is we wrestle a lot of times with control. We don't want to give up control. We, we go, God, you know, I'm worried about this. Many of you may have been laying into bed last night looking at the ceiling or looking at the clock, and, and you're worried about today, or you're worried about tomorrow, or you're worried about this week, or you're worried about this month, or you're worried about whatever. And, and, and you're, 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 what it is, you're, you're not wanting to give up control of it. You want to figure it out. And, and you may lay there and say, hey, well, I've prayed to God, but you haven't released it to God. Uh, there's oftentimes we'll pray to God, but we don't release things to God. And we've got to be able to say, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm laying it down. I'm letting it go. 
I've been trying this, trying to figure this out on my own. Sometimes the peace that comes from God, that supernatural peace, is whenever we let something go. We've got to trust Him. And faith is trusting God. It's putting our faith, our confidence, our hope in Him. So, so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear. Don't worry about those things. Don't focus on those things. These things dominate the, the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Can you get your mind around that? God knows everything that I, I need. There are times you ever go through life and you're going, you know what, God, do you hear me? Do you see what's going on? God, do you not understand? And here's the thing. He knows every need that I have. I don't have to even speak it to him. I need to speak it to him. And it reminds me, you know what, that he knows. But the thing is, is we'll often go through life and we'll be so worried or worked up over something. We're going, God, can you not see this? And he goes, yes, I see it. But are you going to trust me? Yes, I see it. But do you want to exchange what what you're holding on to for what I have? You see, oftentimes what we're doing is we're holding on to something. And we're going, God, do you not see this? God, do you not see this? And he's going, yes, I see it. But if you'll exchange, if you'll give me that, I'll give you peace. And, and, and you know, that's it's kind of like for me with my sin. You know, when I confess my sin and I, I confess it to God, I'm releasing it to him. Man, he exchanged. He said, hey, listen, you confess your sin to me and I'll give you forgiveness. When I come to him and I confess my sins, and I say, God, you know, here's my life. He takes my broken life and he gives me righteousness. He gives me eternal life. And so God is this incredible God that when we bring it to Him, He gives us something better. Whenever we release it to Him, man, it's like He says, hey, listen, I've got an exchange. And I love this. We exchange what we think is the best thing for what He's got, which is the best thing. And so these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So God knows every need that I have. Even like, you know, and it's okay to pray, man, and bring those to, before the Father. But I'm just telling you, He already knows. And He knows every thought that I will think before I even think it, Right? He knows every word that I'll speak before it ever forms on my tongue. He knows those things. He knows everything about me. He knows everything about you. Psalms 139 tells us He knows everything about us. We can't get away from Him. And then Jesus said this in verse verse 33 here. It says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live what? Righteously. And He will give you everything you need. And what Jesus is saying, Hey, listen, you know, you're focused on all this stuff. You're worried about all this stuff. But your focus is on the wrong thing. And so Jesus, who we say that we follow, that we want to be followers of Christ, that we want to live according to his teaching and say, hey, listen, man, don't focus on all this other stuff. Focus on the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And put it above everything, above stuff, above relationships, above happiness, above satisfaction, or whatever it might be, above everything else. Seek, above, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. Live according to what I've taught you. Live according to what, you know, the, the Word says. Live according to the guidelines that He's given us to protect us. It says, and He will give you everything you need. It says, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so when we look at that, again, we're reminded, you know, hey, worry is not going to fix my past. You know, and worry is not going to control my future. But worry is going to ruin today if I worry. But if I let it go, if I release it, if I, you know, I cast it upon Jesus, then it says that he will give us peace. And so we've got to be willing to make sure that we stay focused on what matters most, and that's the spiritual life. God wants us to focus on our spiritual life, our relationship with him. And let me just tell you, that it's easy to drift because we start thinking and we start worrying and we start fretting or we start trying to figure things out or we start trying to plan things. And I know there's planners in the room and if planning can be a good thing. Uh, but whenever we're t- trying to take control rather than trusting God, it can be a bad thing. 
And so if we have an anxious moment and we, you know, we, hey, you know what? I realized, you know what? I'm not trusting God because that's, that's what anxiety is. Anxiety is an opportunity for us to realize who do we really trust? Where is our trust? Where is our confidence? Where is our hope, right? And so every opportunity that comes up that can make us anxious can also remind us of who God is and that, you know what? We trust him. But it can also be something that can cause us to spiral out of control. So we have a choice to make. We can choose to trust God. We can choose to trust his plan or we can choose to focus on whatever is making us anxious. Maybe it's our kids. Maybe it's our spouse. Maybe it's our job. Maybe it's our money. Maybe it's our whatever. And we can choose to focus on that to the point of it begins to cause us to spiral out of control and live anxious lives. A perpetual anxious spiral. Or we can choose to say, God, I trust you. And God gives us the supernatural peace that we're able to walk through this. So God wants us to focus on the spiritual life. And so Philippians 4, and I want to, this is an incredible passage that deals with anxiety. And if you don't know this passage, you need to read Philippians chapter 4. Now, Pastor Tony kicked off this series a couple of weeks ago. And he talked about a, you know, having a, a perspective of praise and how, you know, no matter what, like Paul, when he was, he was in prison, man, he had this perspective of praise. Before they were released, before the angel came, before the earthquake, before anything, you know, he's sitting there singing. He's praising God even in the midst of being in the middle of jail. And, and so we need to have that perspective of praise. So verse 4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. And I say it again, rejoice. So he says it twice. He goes, don't miss this. Always choose joy. Always rejoice. So if you're going through a storm, you rejoice. God, I know you're drawing me close. God, I know you're trying to reveal something about me, Lord Father, that is not right with you. God, I'm trusting you. I lean into you, and I'm going to rejoice in this storm that I'm walking through. God, I'm going to rejoice in, in whatever is happening. God, I rejoice that you're drawing me close. You're pulling me close. And you're going to use this for your purposes and for your kingdom. In verse 5, it says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. And so look at that. He goes from rejoicing. And then he says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. He's going to let everybody see that you are trusting God. And he goes, also said, hey, let, be considerate of others. You know, there's others around you because when you get worked up, you're working other people up. But be considerate of other people around you as well. You know, you don't have to dump everything on everybody. There's some people, you know, you feel like you have to just dump everything on them every, every time there's a listening ear. And oftentimes those people will be like, man, I just can't be around them for very long. You don't want to be that person, right? You know, and, and I mean, I can only take them in doses type deal. But you want to be, hey, be considerate of other people. You know what, that I don't have to dump everything on somebody. But that we do need to seek wise counsel. Counseling is a good way of kind of dealing with stress or dealing with worry or anxiety. You go and seek wise counsel. You get with someone who begins to help you focus on the things that you ought to focus on. Having a brother or a sister that you can go to and talk to, that's important. That's part of the steps that we take to kind of deal with anxiety. Because anxiety is going to happen as part of human life, Right. But let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Remember that God's on his way, man. Don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. And tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So in other words, we're to, we're to literally not worry about anything. It's the same thing that Jesus said, right? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. In other words, we're taking it to the Lord. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So we're to, we're to take time to give God thanks and to literally say, God, I just want to say thank you. Earlier backstage, I was telling a couple of the guys, thank you for serving. We've got a, a lot of military that come through here that are only here for like a year or two years, something like that. But we've had a couple of guys that have been serving, uh, you know, in, in the body of Christ here. And, uh, and today's one of them's last day. Next Sunday will be the uh, next one's last day. And they're moving on to n- new assignments and, 
And man, I just told them, hey, man, I want to say thank you for uh, for everything that you've done. And they've made a difference. I mean, they're you know backstage making sure that we're not doing anything. One of them's on a camera back here, I think, today. And you know, he's training. I mean, he's just doing. But he's giving. They're giving back. And and you say thanks. Thank you for what you've done. It makes a difference. And so hopefully God's bringing some new people in. We've we've invested in them. Uncle Sam's going to pay the bill for them to go be missionaries somewhere else. So we get to be a part of that. But you know what? God's bringing somebody else here that we get to invest in. And so we're thankful for those things. So I think living a life like that where you're thankful is huge. And so it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. So if you really want peace... Scripture is giving you the steps that you take. So here's the thing. Like I said earlier, there may be some physiological things you have going on where you need to take some medicine that will help you with anxiety. That's okay. I've got a friend that has to take a a pill. That's okay. But you know what? There are other steps that you can take. And these are some of those steps that we take. It's kind of like someone who says, hey, well, I'm a diabetic, so I have to take insulin. Well, you know that? There's some things you can do. You can work on your diet. You can exercise. There's other things you can do that God gives us direction on, right? So we can do those things. So then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It's hard to get your mind around it. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And so, man, even by just doing that, you're guarded against the anxiety that will come later that wants to attack you and how Satan loves to attack our mind. So we must shift from fearing the future and embrace praising in the presence. So instead of worrying about tomorrow or worrying about something, we begin to work, we begin to praise God in the moment. Like this morning, instead of coming in here and worrying about, hey, what are you going to do for a supper? What are you going to do for Memorial Day weekend? Or who's going to do what? Or who's, you, know, you just come in here and say, you know what, God, I'm just going to praise you. I'm going to enjoy the moment. I'm going to praise you in the present. And, and I would just say this, you know, it's easy to do that on Sunday morning. You go, Mike, that's easy on Sunday morning. But what about Monday morning? I say it's a choice, right? You can choose to get up on Monday morning and complain and post about how it's Monday morning. Or you can say, hey, you know what, God? It's Monday morning. It's an opportunity for me to choose to serve you. It's an opportunity for me to trust you. And, God, it's an opportunity for me to be used by you to be a blessing in someone's life. I had a gentleman in the first service came up to me. He said, you know what? He goes, Pastor, I just want to encourage you. Man, he's one of those guys that's just an encourager. And I told him, I said, man, I love having encouragers in my life. You know, and, and I've got a couple of friends I tell them all the time, I say, I think you got the gift of discouragement. Y'all know anybody like that? And so, so I love it whenever someone is an encourager, you know, and they speak life over you. We need that, right? And so what, what, what's wrong with us choosing to say, you know what, I'm going to praise in the moment. I'm going to praise in the present, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak life over today. I'm not going to speak death over Monday. I'm going to speak life over it. And I'm going to choose to focus on it being a kingdom moment. You know, there's somebody that I work with. There's somebody that I'm going to bump into that, you know, I have the opportunity to share the gospel with. I have the opportunity to share the good news with. I have someone that I get to serve today. I, get, I have someone I get to encourage today. And so we must shift from fearing the future and embrace praising in the present. So we, we choose to praise. And you might say, well, Mike, you don't know what kind of storm I'm going through. I don't, but God does. But God says still to choose to praise Him. Paul, he, he's admonishing. He's saying, hey, listen. Man, thank God for what he's done. Choose to be thankful. Choose to be thankful in those things. And so make it about others, not you. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Make it about others, not you. There are times whenever we're worried about stuff, maybe we just need to go do something for somebody else. And, and maybe it's not somebody in need. We'll say, well, you know what, I'm going, I'm, going to, I'm going to give some money to the starving kids in Africa. Man, that's a great thing. Do that. But it may be that you just need to go bless somebody. You just need to go encourage somebody. Just go do something for them. And so a lot of times when we're feeling down and we're frustrated, we just go do something for somebody else. It becomes a blessing to us. It's what we get out of it. 
And so make it about others, not you. If, if we always make it about us and it's always, hey, you know, let's talk about me. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about me. You know, people won't want to be around that long. And so we've got to be willing to say, God, help me to be considerate of others. And then it says, instead of worrying, we release it. Now, this is a tough thing, you know, releasing it. Like I said, cast your anxieties upon, upon uh, God. And I think about at times like when someone's casting a rod and reel. And I don't know if you've ever seen it like on YouTube where somebody's got one and they sling it. All of a sudden it goes with it. I mean, everything, they just lost that whole rod and reel. And, uh, you know, they're kind of, but really that's what we ought to be doing. We ought to be just casting it, letting it go. You know, I think about the, you know, the little uh, animated movie or show where it's called Up, where the guy's got the balloons on the house, you know, and he finally makes a decision to, you know, to, to help out the little boy that's got the bird. And all of a sudden he just starts casting everything out of the house. You know, you know, his, his wife's chair and pictures and all this stuff. He starts casting everything out to get that, that, that little house off the ground. And I think that's the mentality we need to have. You know, I want to cast some of this stuff out of my life. I want to cast this worry, this anxiety. I want to cast this away. I want to throw it away from me and towards God. He can handle it. I can't. It's wearing me out. But you know what? God can handle it. And so instead of worrying, we release it. And so don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. In other words, man, we, we come to God. God, I know you already know everything that I need. You know every need that I have. But God, I'm coming to you and I'm just telling you what I need. And, and Lord, I'm just, I'm leaving it here. You know, one of the reasons I always encourage people to come to an altar, there's something about getting out of that chair, walking down, getting on your knees and laying it down spiritually. Scripture made it clear, man, altars were a, were a powerful place. And there's times that we'll negotiate and we're like, no, I can just do it right here. But God said, hey, listen, I want you to go lay that down. He gives us steps of faith to take, right? And, and I think there are times that we, we negotiate and we're going like, no, I've, I've got it, God. Don't worry about it. I've got it. And he's like, no, nah, just lay it down. Let it go. And, and if we will let go of what we're holding on to, he'll give us that, that supernatural peace. And there's some of you that walked in this room or maybe you're watching online today that you go, you know what? That is what I need. I need peace, Mike. I don't have peace in my life. Well, maybe you're holding on to something. You've got to be willing to release it. You've got to let it go. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Prayer is talking to God. It's having a conversation with God. It's purifying our heart. It's confessing. That's part of prayer, right? We're confessing our sin. You know, we're admiring. We're, you know, just we're saying, God, we love you. Admiration. We're admiring who he is. We're focusing on his attributes, his characteristics, who he is, how much he loves us. We've had a discussion this past week just talking about, you know, there's people that, you know, finally get to a point where they realize, you know, I realize how much God loves me. I always thought he was against me. No, no, he loves us. He's for us, right? He is a loving father. He cares about the details of our life. He cares about what makes you anxious. And he said, hey, listen, man, trust me. Let it go. And so we confess things. We, we give thanks to God. And then we pray for others. But we're supposed to literally take it to him in prayer. So we choose to live thankful rather than tortured by worry. That's a choice. And so we have to choose that. And so maybe for you today, you know, instead of being tortured by, by, by worry, I'm going to choose to be thankful. And so even if you get a bad diagnosis this week, you say, God, I'm choosing to trust you. And I'm God, I'm thankful that you're here with me. You find something to be thankful in. You know, you, you find something to be positive about. And you choose to say, you know what, I'm going to live thankful. I'm going to live thankful. Now, I'm not going to be in worry. I'm not going to be fretting. I'm not going to be stressing. I'm not going to live in anxiety. But I'm going to choose to live thankfully. Our trust in God and choosing to be thankful results in God's peace in our lives. So those are some steps, like I said, some things that we can do, some, some tactical things that we can do. So by choosing to be thankful, 
No matter what's going on, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, you're thankful for whatever God has put in your life. I think about a mom and a dad who's got a kid that's in the hospital. You might hire you thankful in that. You're thankful that God's got a hospital, right? You're thankful that God's got doctors that are working on your kid. You're thankful that God has got nurses that are loving on your child. And you choose to be thankful. And so whatever it might be, you find something to choose to be thankful. And by choosing to be thankful and trusting in God, we receive the supernatural peace that only comes from God. And so we say, God, the only way that I can walk through the storm with the peace that I have, I know that's from you. And here's the thing is, the more that I walk in that peace, the more that people around me are able to see that, and they desire to have the peace that I have. It goes back to being considered about those around you, right? Be considered those in your life. Because they see that, and they see the gospel that lived out. They see the trust and the hope that you have. They see your faith. Remember, Jesus said, your faith, your faith is critical right now. And so we've got to be willing to walk in that. I love this passage here out of Isaiah 26, 3. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Instead of, instead of fixing my thoughts on the problem, I fix my thoughts on the one who can solve the problem. I fix my thoughts on the one who is over all problems. I fix my thoughts on the one who is over all things. I fix my thoughts on the one who cares for me and cares about my anxiety and my worry. And that's what I fix my thoughts on, right? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. That's what we try to do. We try to control the situation. And oftentimes what anxiety is is us wrestling with control, wrestling with God for control. We want to control the outcome. We want it to be the way that we want it. And, and when we say, God, my way is not the best way. God, your way is the best way. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, everything that's in you. Do not depend on your own understanding, but seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. You've got to trust Him. You got to trust him. I just had a conversation with a lady after the first service who was telling me about she's looking for a job. And she was talking about how, how many applications she had put in. I said, well, just keep following him. Keep trusting him. You know, and it's easy for me to say that because I have a job, right? So, well, it's easy for you to say, Mike, no, no. It's easy for everybody to say, you know what? Keep following him. Keep seeking him. Keep trusting him. Keep taking the steps that he, he's telling us to take. And I believe that God does supernatural things. I believe that there are times, and I've seen it too often, where God will literally bring something together. You go, man, that is God. That, that is nothing more than a God moment right there. Only God could orchestrate that. I couldn't have put that together any better. But when we trust Him, we see His hand at work. There's a song that we sing. Uh, that it, it talks about the goodness of God. And, and I had a friend of mine who, who shared this this past week. that she was, she was doing her quiet time. She was spending time in God's Word. And she read this. And she said, this just stood out to me like crazy. She said, all my life, you have been faithful. You know what she was? She was thankful. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. And with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And so it, it, it wrecked her. And what she did was she took a minute, she kind of did inventory looking back across her life, and she realized how good God had been in her life. Maybe going through tough times and, and looking at every situation and going, you know what? What she was doing, she was taking inventory and saying, God, I'm thankful. God, I know that you've been there. God, I know that you're still there. And look at this last one again. With every breath that I'm able, I will sing of the goodness of God. See, that's a choice. With every breath, I will sing of the goodness of God. You may be battling cancer. With every breath, I will sing of the goodness of God. You may be, you may be going through a divorce. You say, with every breath, I will sing of the goodness of God. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're going, you know what? I will sing of the goodness of God. 
And I'm going to choose to focus on those things rather than the storm I'm going through or the, 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 the trials that I'm going through or the things of this earth. I'm going to stay focused on the things that matter for eternity. And I'm going to trust the God who is over all things to look out for me and to watch over me. So some next steps. These are the next steps for all of us today. This is the next step I think that every one of us could take today. I'm going to choose today to focus on God's kingdom. That may be moment by moment. That may be, you know, as you're walking through your day, man, you can lose sight. You can kind of drift on your foot. You say, God, help me stay focused on God's kingdom today. God, help me stay focused on your kingdom. God, help me stay focused on how, God, you want to use me today. And so, God, give me a kingdom mindset, a kingdom focus today. And so throughout the day, we may have to think, choose that, make a decision over and over because there's going to be things that will pop up. Something will happen. All of a sudden, you become anxious. You're driving down the road, and you look down, and your, your gas light's on. And you know, you know what? Hey, man, there's not a gas station around here. You become, God, hey, I'm going to stay focused on the kingdom today. Whatever it might be, I'm choosing to focus on the kingdom. I choose today to praise in the present. It's a choice. Like I said, it's easy to make that decision sometimes in here. But maybe Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, throughout the week, throughout the day, you say, you know what, I'm going to choose to praise in the present. I'm not going to worry about the future. I choose today to release whatever it is that's causing worry. And see, I don't know what that might be, but you do. And you know what you need to lay down. You know what you need to let go of. You know what you need to release. You know what you need to cast towards God. And I want to encourage you, in just a few minutes, we're going to give a time of response. And maybe it's to go down to the altar and it's to lay it down. Maybe you're watching online. You say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do that right here by this couch or by this, this, uh, this coffee table. Or maybe you need to walk outside and say, man, I'm throwing that out of my life. I'm casting that towards God. Whatever God tells you to do. I want to encourage you, man, to trust Him. To trust Him, but to, ca- to cast that, to release that, release that, let it go. I choose to give thanks for what God has done. That's an attitude of gratitude. Say, hey, you know what? I'm going to choose to be thankful. And maybe you just kind of look back at your life. Maybe you look back at this past week. Maybe you look back at the past month. And you start looking for the things to be thankful for. God, you have been good to me. You are a good, good God. God, thank you for all the blessings. And then this one here. I choose to trust Jesus with everything. You know, if we say we're followers of Christ, we've got to trust him in every way. When it comes to worry, we've got to trust His model is the best, and that's releasing things to the Father. And then maybe if you're here today and you've never put your faith in Christ, or maybe you're watching online and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, you've never trusted Jesus for salvation, let today be that day. He went to the cross to bleed out His precious blood to pay for your sins. He, he, he literally offers to you eternal life as a gift, and all you have to do is believe in what He did. Put your faith in Him. Surrender your life to Him. Just say, Jesus, I trust You with everything. I trust you with my life. I surrender. And it says that he will step into our life. He'll place within us his Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to teach us. He'll seal us with that Holy Spirit. And we will never be separated from him ever. Man, I don't know if you need that kind of peace. But it goes back to what we said last week. That's peace for your soul. So I just want to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. and I just trust the Holy Spirit to work in you. And to reveal to you what needs to happen today. And that you will trust Him enough to respond. But there may be somebody here in the room that's never put their faith in Christ. Or maybe somebody watching online that's never done that. I want to give you an opportunity. I want to walk you through that. And so it's it's as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you are the only way to heaven. You're the only way to a right relationship with the Father. And Jesus, I believe your teaching. And I want to live according to that. 
And so with all the faith that I have, I come to you asking you to save me, to change me, and to transform me. And so, Jesus, I surrender. I give you my life. I give you everything. And I'm trusting you for salvation. If that is your prayer, and you just prayed that prayer here in the room, if you would, raise your hand so I can see your hand. Anybody in the room, just raise your hand. I see your hand right back here. Amen, brother. Anybody else? Anybody else? Welcome to the family of God. If you just prayed that prayer, you are now a child of God. Maybe you made that decision online. If you don't mind, let us know. You can text us, my decision to 94,000. We want to walk with you. Brother, if you just prayed that prayer, man, we want to put a Bible in your hand. We want, we want to walk with you and help you in that, that journey. But God is at work, and he, He's drawing us close. But there, there's a lot of people, I feel like, in this room that may say, Hey, Mike, I know that I'm saved. And like I said, just because you battle anxiety does not mean you're a bad Christian. But what it does mean is your focus is on the wrong thing. Maybe for too long. Maybe for a moment it's okay. Hey, get your attention. But hey, you know what? You've got to be willing to release that and let that go. And so I want to give you an opportunity to respond to whatever God has put on your heart today. But I just want to encourage you. And I want to challenge you to trust Him. If He says, hey, get up and walk down there and lay that down at the altar, then go. If He tells you to let it go, let it go. He's got it. Prayer team's going to be here at the front to pray with you, to pray over you. But what is it that God is telling you to do? Will you trust Him? Go ahead and stand, if you will. Father, I thank You for meeting with us right now. I thank You for the salvation that took place here. My brother here. Father, we welcome him to the family of God. God, thank You for salvation. But God, I know there's a lot of people in this room, a lot of people watching online that would say they have salvation, but they don't have peace. And Jesus, that's not what you died for, was for us to go through this life with anxiety, depression, fretting, worrying. So God, I pray right now that your people would trust you and follow you on whatever you lead them to do. In Jesus' name.